missed it, download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957therock app. You still wordling, Gene? Yes, but not daily. Sometimes I skip. I don't think really? I wordled all weekend. I, I don't it was a see, busy weekend. I don't see you posting your wordles on social no, I'm media. I'm not going to do that. Whoa, excuse me. Look at this shot. <laughs> Although I did tell you that Ella ruined, sent me the answer the other day. Right? And I'm like, what? Gene's too good to post her uh, post Not her too stuff. good. I just, I wouldn't do that. On social media, Shaw. Did you see that? <laughs> see how she, she is? She doesn't wreck it for everybody. You see the way she is? I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, by the way, uh, how many guesses do you think it takes you? What's your average to, to, to figure it out, Gene? Probably f- average four. That's about right. The average American needs just under four guesses to solve a Wordle puzzle. U.S. overall in the uh, world, ranking 18th out of all the countries. Somebody took a look at uh, some of the 200,000 posts that people have had um, with their score to figure out the averages around the world. And uh, we're 18th worldwide. Sweden ranks first, 3.7 guesses on average per Wordle. Uh, one state that clocked in lower than 3.7 here in America, that's North Dakota. Apparently in North Dakota, they're very good at Wordle. Hmm. It takes them 3.65 guesses. What else average. do they have to do? Yeah, I know it is North Dakota. There's not a lot going on out there, especially with the snow. Didn't they just get hammered by snow recently? I'm not sure. Uh, Del- Delaware and New Hampshire are next at around 3.7. Alaska and Nebraska tying for last at 4.2 guesses each, followed by Nevada and Hawaii. Obviously, there's a lot going on in Nevada and Hawaii. They don't really need... <laughs> Wordle to keep them occupied. <laughs> um, here in Wisconsin, we're at 4.08. Minnesota, 3.83. By the way, Minneapolis uh, stakes the claim to the, the fastest, fastest city. Yeah, most talented Wordle, Wordle city in America is St. Paul. Huh. Uh, actually, St. Paul, not Minneapolis. Uh, at 3.5 guesses. But there's another game, too, Shaw. We, you know, there's been a lot of spinoffs. Sure. There's uh, Wordle, that yeah, geography one. That, yeah. We talked about that last week. There's apparently a Taylor Swift version of Wordle. Okay. Um, oh my, really? My, yeah. There's, specific. Uh, that's there, funny. there's a new one, though, that just popped up, and it's for music lovers, Shaw. And it's called Hurdle, but it's not spelled like a hurdle. It's H-E-A-R-D, herd, O-L-E. And instead of guessing words, you guess song titles based on small snippets of the songs. Oh, that could be fun. Only the intro of the song will be played. And every incorrect or skipped guess unlocks more of the song. So you get a little extra time. Uh, but, of course, the goal is to correctly guess the uh, song in as few tries as possible, like Wordle. And there's only one hurdle a day. Uh, you can go to their website or just Google Hurdle, H-E-A-R-D-L-E, if you want to find out more. It's described as a, quote, respectful homage to Wordle with a musical twist. Each hurdle is randomly plucked from a list of the most streamed songs in the past decade. So, oh, so new new music. Yeah, if you're I'm into out. the '70s and '80s rock, or 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 you know yacht rock, or whatever the hell you're into, if it's not from the last decade, then you might not be a fan mm. of Hurdle. And I don't think it. I don't think that includes any. Maybe very few of the songs that we play here. My guess is it's a lot of Kanye West, and and whoever else is popular. Adele is it Adele? Who's it? Beyonce. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Beyonce. Who else? The, the BTS guys, lots, lots of them. The BTS guys, who's the? I'll stick with just regular. I think the I'm Jonas guys play. are they still popular? The Jonas dudes. The Nick Jonas is, yeah. All right, he's the one in the commercial with Tommy Jones, uh-huh. Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. All right, yeah. I'm guessing you're probably not going to have. Don't know those songs, yeah. Probably not going to have any Papa Roach tunes in there, is my guess. No offense to Papa Roach, but there you go. Hurdle, H E A R D L E, Shaw.
Give it a shot. Who the hell are you guys? It's the best of the morning sickness. Brought to you by BetUS.com. Only on 95.7 The Rock. Maybe this will refresh your memory. Since 2008, the morning sickness with Brian, Gene, and Shaw have been your wake-up specialists. Like old times, huh? Now it's time to take a look back. Go way back. It's the Monday morning throwback. Every Monday morning from the Sweet Stop and Sandwich Shop in Preston. Gotta get back in time with the Monday morning throwback. Brought to you by the Sweet Stop and Sandwich Shop in Preston. New stuff on the menu, Shaw Shrimp Po' Boy and Breaded Rockfish. And what a time for them to add fish to the menu. It's Lent. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Right? One of those people you can't eat meat on Friday. Right? Isn't that the deal? Mm-hmm. So you said this one is interesting? Yeah, I. you know, it was weird. I was obviously I scrolled through my memories on Facebook, Shaw, over the weekends, just seeing, you know, things that have happened over the last some teen years. It's a... I find it to be perhaps the most rewarding part of Facebook, <laughs> if there is such a thing, is that you can go back and you yeah, can see I things. Like that too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can you can remember, and a lot of that stuff is good. You know, good memories. But uh, one of the things that popped up this weekend when I was looking was that two years ago this week was when it really kind of started to hit home with the whole coronavirus thing. I mean, we had known That's about right. it, we had been talking about it, but it wasn't until. St. Patty's Day. Yeah, things got shut down. When things started to shut down, and there was always this kind of joke mm-hmm. that the remember that joke. It, it's not funny anymore. But we won't take it seriously until they start closing the bars in Wisconsin. Right. I mean, they 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 stopped an NCAA tournament game, and mm-hmm. at halftime, it said, "No, we can't do it." And then you're like, "Well, that's odd. Are mm-hmm. we going to die?" I mean, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, "Man, if they won't even let him finish the game, then this is pretty right, serious." Right. The NBA, of course, Rudy Gobert, we heard about him. You know, he tested positive in the middle of the game, and then they let it, it just, and then the bars closed and everything. It's just, it, it was kind of a, you know, a snowball effect. And uh, I found that interesting, you know, that here we are two years later, and for some of us, you know, life has just kind of moved on, and, and we're just kind of doing what we do, and some people are still very concerned and are living in a bubble and, and, and don't want to get it, and I understand that. But it was interesting to me to take a look back to two years ago, uh, this week to see what we were talking about, Shaw, when it comes to the coronavirus and how different things are now. Um, and I also found it interesting with the whole recent thing between Joe Rogan and Neil Young and how Neil Young thinks that Joe Rogan is spreading misinformation, and he might be, but he also, right at the beginning of this whole thing, had a very famous infectious disease expert on his podcast and was asking him questions at the time, which Rogan has said all along, like, I'm not saying the guy's a good guy, Shaw, personally, but he did have this guy on. He's had several experts on to talk about it, to try and get as much information about it as he he could. And I thought that was interesting. So here's our Monday morning throwback from 2020. The the question that seems to be on everybody's minds right now is what can I do, right? Right. I mean, give me some guidance here. Well, the unfortunate answer is not that much, really. Right. Uh, the, despite the things, or, you know, in addition to the things we've said, um, they really say washing your hands, try not to touch your face. That's number one. Uh, you can also help protect society. Um, for example, um, some things you can do. Social distancing. 
Uh, pretty simple idea. We come into close contact with lots of people all the time, mm -hmm. uh, but rather than getting in close, try to keep a distance. Instead of you know hugging an acquaintance, use a, a fist bump or an elbow bump. Uh, you can reduce the risk by making sure kids stay at home when they're sick. Uh, workplaces is a similar story. If you're an employee, make plans to work from home. Uh, if oh, you're a man. boss... Be realistic. People are going to get sick sooner or later. Right. Make sure your people have sick leave and find ways to keep the business going if your staff does have to stay home for some time. Uh, if you do get sick, isolate yourself from your family. Wipe down shared surfaces more often. Try not to let your kids stick their hands in their mouths quite so often. Overall, they say don't panic, but don't disregard the news entirely either. There are some reasonable, straightforward steps we can all take to help reduce the burden on health services. So nothing real sexy here, right? I mean, right. It just kind of all the, the, the usual suspects in regards to what you right. can do about it. That was us two years ago, Shaw, talking about the things you could do to help prevent First the time we used the term social distancing. I yeah, think. social distancing, washing your hands, so touch your face. The, uh, the touching your face thing was hard initially. Because you didn't realize how much you touch your face. They were on TV at a press conference telling us not to touch our face, and they were touching their face. I remember And then that. the one guy was licking his fingers to turn the page, and I get it, dude. I remember going to the grocery store, you know, after it all sort of started to happen, and I was like, how am I supposed to open these produce bags mm -hmm. without licking my fingers? I have no moisture. <laughs> I'm dry as hell in here, man. But uh, And the TP hoarding and all the stuff. There's a lot more, by the way, to that. Uh, if you want to listen to our entire conversation from two years ago, uh, that is the Monday morning throwback two this years morning. Ago already. Uh, the uh, coronavirus, the impetus, if you will, the beginning of it. It's funny, too, because, you know, I immediately started to ask my friends, and, and I had friends that were on vacation in Mexico the November previous to, two, you know, in 2019. So they were in Mexico, and they got, my buddy said he got sicker than he'd ever been before, and it was flu like. And maybe they had it before mm -hmm. it ever possible. became, a, you know, before it became, a, you know, aware that we all knew that it was a thing. So, but interesting, as I said, to, to listen to something just two years ago and how much the world has changed and it's what's going on. It has been kind of crazy. Well, it was right before our point zero one k Yeah, we I were going to do it. And then the, the cops like, said, nope, nope, you can't you, do it. You can't do it. That day, I think. It was actually or either that the or the day, day before. Because we were having serious discussions here, Shaw, about whether that. we should do it or not. Because right. we're like... Well, everybody already registered. The bars They're are still outside. the bars are still open. We're outside. I mean, nobody. And I don't think we even had a confirmed case in the state at this point uh, when when we were around this time of we year. We had no idea what we were dealing with. But either, we, so. but again, but we yeah, we were sort of kind of in the dark, and so we were like, well, we yeah, might as well just do it. Your head. Let's. <laughs> and then the cops were like, yeah, you can't uh, can't really do that, so we didn't do it. But um, we were able to. Um, sort of regroup and do something different last year, but this year we're back. Uh, yeah, on Pearl we're Street. back. We're back on Pearl Street. Uh, by the way, the Monday morning throwback, which is brought to you by the Sweet Stop and Sandwich Shop, you can hear that entire uh, conversation mm. on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com or on the app, Shaw. Brian, Gene, and Shaw get their best stuff every Saturday morning thanks to betus.com. Good morning. Good morning to you, too. The best of the morning sickness. Only on 95.7 The Rock. It doesn't really matter what the weather is on Saturday because we're running rain or shine. We're like the, the yes. post office here. Yeah. Uh, rain, shine, snow, sleet, cold, warm, doesn't matter. We're only outside for like seven minutes and then we're right back inside at Brothers for uh, ice cold Guinness and a yeah. lot of shenanigans. And our good friend Shelly from the Hunger Task Force here in the studio this morning. And how are you? Good morning. I'm doing good, even with the snow flurries. Yeah. Yeah. It won't amount to anything. It, we might get a few more on Thursday, but I'm not too worried about all that because, like I said, we'll 
We'll really only be out there for a few minutes as we uh, get people lined up. We have a little pomp and circumstance. We've got the official pace car from Sleepy Hollow Auto. And then, of course, the the run happens, and hopefully someone falls down, because that's always my favorite thing, is to see people get hurt. Yeah, exactly. It's always fun in any weather. Jeez. Now, all this money over the last umpteen years, this will be number 17 for us, has gone to the Hunger Task Force, and we actually kind of offhandedly made a, a comment earlier this week that, you know, for as much good as you guys do in the community, uh, there's always people out there that are that are just, for whatever reason, looking to hurt people, and they, they took twice your catalytic converters on your truck. How much does one of those things cost? Um, it's... Actually, quite a bit. It's significant, to especially to a nonprofit. Right. I mean, it's not like you guys have just a ton of money sitting around in an account somewhere. I mean, that just money waiting is... Waiting to exactly. buy a catalytic yeah, wait, yeah, like the catalytic converter fund. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. we'll put that money aside just in case. But it didn't happen just once. It happened twice. twice. So these setbacks are, are just have to be so detrimental to your organization. Yeah. I mean, it takes, it takes a lot to run a nonprofit. And, you know, I mean, we aren't guaranteed any money. So mm-hmm. uh, we have to work for it. We have to, you know, continue to make the impact that we're having. Uh, and hope the community recognizes that and, and does great things like, like this that's coming up on Saturday. And as I mentioned, an umbrella organization, the Hunger Task Force here in La Crosse, and we've heard this from you before, but let's reiterate uh, again, how many organizations you know, in this region yeah, do you many? guys benefit? Because you're the umbrella. Right. Well, right now we're serving 128 different programs, wow. and we're now in seven counties. And so our Food Recovery Food Bank basically will provide food free of charge uh, to any organization that is closer to us than another food bank. We don't charge for membership. We don't charge per pound fee like most food banks. Uh, we just know that there's people in need, and we have to be there for them. Yes. So the food comes to you. The money comes to you. You buy the food. You get the groceries, whatever that is. People donate. We get it from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm assuming from that. The stores. From the stores that have stuff that's off the shelves or whatever. And then you guys distribute it uh, along with having your own uh, distribution center here on La Crosse for people to come and, and, and get some food. Right. For the last couple of years, because of the pandemic, we've had we've held our own drive up um, food distributions. Uh, it's really been helpful uh, to people since there were a lot of pantries uh, immediately that shut down. Maybe they limited their hours. So people were struggling. So we knew that we had to, you know, have our own distribution. And the safest way to do that was drive through. Mm hmm. Now, uh, obviously, the St. Patty's Day point zero one K this Saturday on Pearl Street. You can register online at radiostuffstore.com or just go to our website, 957therock.com. You get a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You get a free Guinness after the run is over at Brothers. And, of course, you help out the Hunger Task Force. But you guys have a lot of different events that are, are I'm assuming, coming back this year uh, as things are starting to kind of return to normal, Fingers if you crossed, will. Fingers crossed, Fingers crossed. I know that uh, there was a concert you guys did uh, there. You know, later in the year. There's obviously the garden thing going on. So what are some of those events that are coming up throughout the year for the Hunger Task Force? Yeah, absolutely. We were lucky enough to be part of the Winter Roots Festival mm-hmm. um, this past month. And um, our Taste of the Garden is always the third Thursday in August. Okay, uh, That's a great way to have people come out to the Cane Street Community Garden see what's going on there it's really gorgeous in august too yeah. so well it's in full bloom and, nice uh, and starting colorful. to harvest and uh there's not just tomatoes and cucumbers we're talking about beers we're talking about music we're talking <laughs> about all sorts of i gotta put the beer out there first. Yeah, absolutely but uh and then of course there's that sort of educational purpose there like for people that may not know about that that cane street uh, uh garden that you had there right yeah we have um you know we support locally so we have local uh, breweries and wineries that come and bring things. We have local chefs making 
Um, yeah, Garden-inspired cool. appetizers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Silent auction. We give garden tours, and we've got someone there to answer questions about the 30,000 pounds we grow out of there every year. Yeah. That's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. Everything about I, I really, this Hunger Task Force is just one of my favorite. I mean, everything about that, when you're talking about distributing that amount of food to that many organizations who then serve the people in their communities, it's just, it's incredible. Well, the nice yeah. thing with the garden, too, I think, is mm-hmm. is that, you know, there may be uh, this assumption that, you know, when you're getting food from a food bank, it's boxes of macaroni and cheese, it's jars of peanut butter, and that there's maybe no fresh fruit, there's maybe no fresh vegetables or whatever, but that's not the case with the, the, the community garden. Absolutely, yeah. That's our purpose is to get, you know, healthier kinds of foods into people's diets. And um, you don't even need to be low income to to um, get food at the Cane Street Community Garden. We ask you to come and volunteer. Uh, if you're in need of something, want to try something new, it's a perfect time to do that. Shelly from the Hunger Task Force here in the studio with us this morning. And uh, real quick, Shelly, obviously we're trying to urge people to sign up for the point zero one k have some fun, fun. right? And, it, and it's a spectacle, and it's early this year, which I like. It's at 2 o'clock for registration and then 4 o'clock for the run as opposed to later in the day. But uh, let's talk about volunteering and benefiting your organization. Where can people go to get more information if they want to volunteer their time, if they want to make a donation of some sort? Uh, where can people go? Yeah, certainly you can look on our Facebook page. We've been more active on that recently. Uh, our website is www.lacrossehdf.org. Or just call the office and talk to one of us, 793-1002. We'll put you to work. We'll um, you know, invite you in and show you our programs and how we do and what the impact is on the community. Your mother-in-law might even end up in a commercial like mine. It's always <laughs> funny when that thing pops up on TV. It's like, hey, it's your mom. It's on TV. <laughs> But thank you so much for coming in, Shelly. coming down Saturday? We'll see you on Saturday. Yes, and thank you guys because, you know, without your support in this annually, we would just be, you know, struggling. So thanks to everyone involved. Let's put on a show. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Thanks to BetUS.com. But let's be honest. Shaw's the real star of the show. A 35-second shot, cock. Bad news with happy music. We started that. I have some bad news. Good news with bad music. Good. Been done. But has anybody ever given you the good news? Good news? With Slayer. Slayer. Weekday mornings just after 7 a.m. The Morning Sickness presents Good News with Slayer. Only on 95.7 The Rock. Remember this kid, Gene? What kid? I feel. I feel. Do you feel alive? I I feel. I feel happy of myself. I feel happy of myself, too. What do you got, any words of wisdom? What about for all the other kids trying to learn how to ride their bike? Can you say anything to them? Everybody, I know you can believe you can in do yourself. It. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to ride a bike. If you don't, you just keep practicing. You won't get the hang of it, I know it. <laughs> if, you, if you keep practicing, you won't get the hang of it. Some thumbs up. Thumbs up, everybody! All right. Rock and roll! Rock and roll! (laughs) 
personally, they ruined the video by putting the stupid music behind the kid. You couldn't really hear him very well. But that was a kid from, God, that had been 10 years ago. He learned how to ride a bike. He was five years old. He'd been struggling, trying to ride the bike. And his dad's out there helping him. And it's windy. And he's got his helmet on. And finally, he gets the hang of it. And he has some words of encouragement for everybody. If you believe in yourself, you can do it. I know you can. And if you don't, then you just keep practicing. And eventually, you'll get the hang of it. We fell in love with this kid, right? Yeah. It's positive it's message. Inspirational. And he's, he's like five he years old. He believes it. You know? He was a five-year-old, yeah. though, right? He knew that if you have a positive attitude, you can help. positive things mm-hmm. can happen. Well, uh, that has now turned into pep talk. With that kid? No, oh. but uh, somebody uh, doing something similar. Uh, there is a phone number. Of an elementary school in Northern California that has launched a free hotline called Pep Talk, P-E-P-T-O-C. It features encouraging words from kindergartners. <laughs> there are also options to get some life advice and just to hear kids laughing. Because sometimes if you hear a baby laughing, it's all you really need, right? Uh-huh. There's a teacher there named Jessica Martin. She came up with the idea. She says she was inspired by how positive her students are even during the pandemic. Now, obviously, the kids may not be as aware of what the pandemic is really about, good. <laughs> but which is good. But they were, you know, obviously things have changed. Mm-hmm. Things are difficult. They know that something's up. Mom and dad are home all the time. We've got a quarantine. I mean, uh, you know, hand sanitizer, all that stuff. Uh, so she thought it might inspire other people. And she was right. The hotline launched late last month. And within two days, they were already getting 700 calls an hour. Oh, my gosh. An what? hour. Obviously, a lot of this stuff is pre-recorded. They don't have yeah. kids working on the phone. It's like some sort of labor <laughs> camp in China. But uh, the number, I'll give you the number here after this. Welcome to Pep Talk, a public art project by Westside School. If you're feeling mad, frustrated, or nervous, press 1. If you need words of encouragement and life advice, press 2. If you need a pep talk from kindergartners, press 3. If you need to hear kids laughing with delight, press 4. If you need to hear kids laughing with the light press four. The number, by the way, if you want to give it a call later yeah. on today, if you're having a rough one, even yeah. if you just need a little pick me up, 707 997 998 998 8410. 707 997 998 8410. That is the number for pep talk, P E P T O C. Recorded happiness. For yeah, you. happiness. Press three for pep talk from a kindergartner. New hotline giving you options for joy. It's, uh, I actually called it yesterday. It was pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. I, well, I saw the story and I wanted to make sure that I, I, I understood what was going on there. But uh, give it a try if you're having a rough day. Even huh. if you just, you know, even if maybe you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and, and you just need a quick little pick me up, it, it'll improve your day, I promise. Not awesome. Not great. The best is yet to come. But better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Thanks to BetUS.com. Uh, we know the first rule of Fight Club, right? Yeah, right. You don't talk about Fight Club. What's the second rule of Fight Club? I also don't talk about Fight Club. What's the stuff. third rule of Fight Club? Uh, uh, don't talk your, about it. If it's your first time at Fight Club, you're fighting. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Right, Sean? Yep. What, the, is, what is this guy's third the rule? The third rule of Fight Club is don't have your mother give you a ride to the Fight Club. A prosecutor in Missouri has charged a woman after she took her 14-year-old son to fight another 14-year-old, and then mom allegedly got involved in the fight. 
Donica Nelson is charged with assault and armed criminal action after taking her son to meet up to fight the victim. The two teens had a prearranged understanding that they would settle their dispute by fighting one another. So the fight broke out. The victim told police he hit Nelson's son, causing him to fall to the ground. That's when mom came into the play, uh-huh. slashed at the victim with a pocket knife, cutting the victim's hand and face. The victim and the friends then ran away and went to a hospital. One of the victim's friends said Nelson also revealed a gun during the fight and threatened them. My dad drove me to a fight one time. Is he really? Yes. What? My, my dad, I told you, he's a psychotic Like a Like being. a street fight? My fr- we, We're friends now. Years later, obviously, we were kids. I don't know. We got into a fight as kids, and we were going to fight each other. And he's like, come on, it's time to and, go. It's go no, time. It, it, there's a whole story that goes with this. I'll tell you some other time. It's lengthy. You know how I get you. I go on these little side adventures, but I, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Maybe tomorrow I'll tell you about my stupid fight where my dad drove me to the fight. <laughs> Anyways, the third rule of Fight Club, by the way, is if someone yells stop, goes yeah. limp, taps out, the fight is over. Okay. Uh, the, the 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 first night of Fight Club rule where you have to fight, that's yeah. the eighth rule of Fight okay. Club, by the way. Got it. Uh, this certainly wasn't very neighborly. A guy in Clearwater, Florida, uh, 64-year-old Ken Carlisle, got arrested after using his neighbor's front porch as a bathroom. Oh. He walked up their driveway naked in broad daylight, saw a glass table on the porch, and defecated you on top of it. You sick from that restaurant. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but it wasn't the restaurant. Oh, no, no, no. Lillian, oh, no. where are you going? I need a bathroom. Help! Oh, no. Oh, no. Help, where are you going? Ah! Ah! What are you doing? Help! It's, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It happened. What are you doing? It happened. Don't you dare ruin that dress! Well, Ooh. Cops showed up and arrested this guy for criminal mischief, which may have led to just a fine, except this guy was already out on bond. He'd been arrested for drunk driving and discharging multiple firearms into a lake. Near the guy house. from the other story? No, different guy. Different guy? Gun charges were felonies, so and he was out on bond when the porch poop happened. So because of that, he's now back in jail. He caught the <laughs> And I guess this really happened, but I almost want it to be fake because... Ouch. Oh, no. 43-year-old woman in Thailand came home from work the other day. Yeah, no. And her husband, of 21 years, had promised to have dinner ready for it. Yeah. But apparently he forgot and went out drinking with his buddies instead. He forgot. So his wife waited up for him all night. And when he finally That's got home. never good, dude. Right? Never she's just good. waiting, waiting. Never good. She grabbed a spear gun, one used in fishing, yeah. and harpooned him with it. Right in the wing. Right in the junk. It went through the base of his manhood. Then to, uh, then to make sure that he, he knew she meant business, he grabbed, she grabbed the harpoon yeah. and twisted it. Yeah, He what? was so drunk, apparently, he didn't realize how bad the injury was at first, so he didn't go to the Dude, hospital until the next morning. don't know how bad the injury is? He ended up needing 17 stitches to close the wound, but it sounds like he'll be okay. Divorced. It's not clear if his wife is facing charges, but it sounds like they're staying together. No way in hell. You don't bleed out from that all night, just lay in there? Apparently not. That dude Ugh. must have some kind of magical penis or something. Dude. How do you get shot in the wiener with a spear with gun? A spear gun, no And less. you don't bleed out. And you need 17 stitches. Right. It's not like it's a teeny wound. little hole. And your blood's already thinned out from all the alcohol you've been boozing up on. And then she yanked on it? Twisted it. Oh. <laughs> you got to divorce that, right? Uh, yeah. You can't stay with that. If you came home tonight, Shaw, and Mary mm-hmm. shot you in the junk with a spear gun, you're leaving, right? It's over, yeah. Okay. All these years, all these kids, all the wonderful memories. Yeah, sorry, sorry Mary. Love you, but gotta go. Yep. Deuces. I'm out. Yeah. Anyways, so we were going to the Worcester Centrum to watch Saturday night's main event. It was a live taping of a wrestling show. And back then, the newspaper used to get delivered in the afternoon. 
and I was the newspaper kid in the neighborhood. Well, Billy and I were supposed to fight that afternoon at the clearing in the woods behind my parents' house, right? Oh, where all the good things where happen. Where all the fights happen. That's right. where so you go to fight kids in the, in the neighborhood. Right. Where all the well, good Well, because you're away happen. from the parents. Uh, they know, can't see I know, I know. So I come home. My dad's ready to go. This is sort of where I get this whole OCD, I got to be early to everything stuff. I come home from doing my paper route. I'm getting ready to go fight Billy. And my dad's like, where are you going? I said, I got to go fight Billy Hovey. And my dad says, why? And I said, you know, I give him whatever excuse. And he's like, get in the truck. And he drove me over to the fight. And Billy's there with Amy Boucher, my backyard neighbor, and his neighbor. And we're going to fight. And Billy's like, I'm not fighting now. And my dad starts chasing Billy around, calling him a chicken bleep. Chicken bleep. You're a chicken bleep. Because you're because not. Because he wouldn't not, fight no, me because he was worried my dad was going to jump in the fight, right. which he would have. My dad's a psychopath. I'm telling you, I've, I've tried to explain this to people my entire life. This is my father. This is the person that instilled stuff inside of me, and that's why I'm so such a So did he just continue to run? Well, he walked away and went in. No fight ever happened? My dad was more concerned about the 50 bucks he spent on tickets down for the Worcester Center, yeah. so he wanted to get going. But, yeah, so I could have just easily just gone there, fought Billy. It would have been a little wrestling match. We would have got a little mm-hmm. dirty. But, no, idiot Ed Upton had to drive my stupid ass over there to fight Billy Hubby, which never occurred, but mm-hmm. needless to say. There's my story, Sean. Saturdays from 6 until 10. It's the best of the morning sickness. The morning sickness. I like the morning show. They got some good comedy going on. It's hilarious. It's a good morning show. Brought to you by BetUS.com. Make your first deposit at BetUS.com and get 125% in bonus cash when you use the code word ROCK. The best of the morning sickness. Only on 95.7. The Rock. The other holiday, Shaw, that I was referring to uh, is Discover What Your Name Means Day. Ooh. Okay. You know what your name means? Like as in Scott? I don't know. All right. Well, let's put it in the calculator here. Let's find out. If you go to names.org, N-A-M-E-S dot org, uh, they've got a thing there where you can find out what your name means. And uh, it's uh, origin is Scottish. Go figure. Right. Uh, Let's see. Um, da, 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 da. There's a pronunciation key. There is a meaning and origin down here. Uh, origin, Scottish, English, a little Gaelic, a little Irish. Mm-hmm. According to a user from the United Kingdom, the name Scott of Scottish origin means wanderer, painted warrior. Yes. Well, that's what I, I like thought. That. As soon as I saw you, I was right. like, there's painted a painted warrior painted coming. Warrior. According to three people from all over the world, the name Scott mm-hmm. is of English origin. Yes. It mm-hmm. means painted mm-hmm. warrior. I didn't know about the painted warrior. Acor- I didn't either. I like it, though. According to a user from Texas, the name Scott is of English origin, means warrior slash wanderer. So it looks like warrior wanderer is uh, kind of what what you got there, Shaw. I just go wander and act like a warrior. I guess. I guess. Painted I warrior, yeah, Shaw. Painted. Don't forget about the painted. So it's key. You got to put paint all over your bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take your shirt off, Shaw. We're going to yep. paint your chest. We're going to paint your nipples. Nice. Let me paint your nipples, Shaw. Gene, uh, obviously French. Are you familiar with the meaning of your name, Gene? I believe so. According to a user from Oregon, the name Gene means gift of God and God is gracious. Wow. Good for you. Wow. I'm a warrior and here you are, some saint. Oh, I'm going to no, be, be a pile of crap. Uh, two people from <laughs> India and uh, in the U.S. agree that the name of the name Gene is of English origin and means God is gracious. Um, two submissions from the U.S. and the U.K. agree the name Gene uh, means you are special. Oh, Gene, look at that. You are special. Very nice. 
Discover what your name means there. All right, here we go. Here comes, <laughs> here comes Brian. Here comes the poop. Here comes the, Brian. Here comes the Come on, on the no. It means shoe. good stuff, I'm sure. Here comes of it. the crap on the I'm bottom sure of your of shoe. Uh, so English is the origin, a little bit of Irish in Kinda there. Kind of figured that. Okay. Um, African, Celtic, American, and German. Uh, oh, I'm not crap. Uh, I didn't think so. According yeah, to are a, you a warrior? Painted. No, but I'm close. <laughs> okay. I'm better than a warrior. I'm a noble. Uh, according Ooh. to a user from Ohio, U- United States, uh, the name Brian is of Irish origin. Yep. It means strong or noble. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to a user from Illinois, the name Brian is of Irish origin, means the King of Ireland. Wow. Well, look at you. Holy moly, look at that. Uh, according to a user from South Africa, the name Brian is of African origin, means strong, skillful, and fearless. Well, that's not me. Um, but noble, I'll take. Yeah. Yeah, I'm better than everybody. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's my jam, Sean. Better you, than everybody. Discover what your name means. Do you think they got puck on there? I, well, come on. All right, let's try his real name, Blake. I, I bet that means some. That sounds. People know his real name, right? We don't. We're not. Yeah, like, it's all right, Blake. No, no state sounds here. so. Uh, let's see. English origin for Blake. Uh, also, some Greek. Uh, it's so funny. Puck thought he was so Scottish all the time, and then he was actually found out he was English or uh, Irish. Big dummy. And uh, let's see. Uh, according to a user from California. The name Blake is of American origin, means mysteriously incredible. Oh, Christ almighty. <laughs> a user from Virginia says yeah, the name yeah, Blake yeah. is of English origin, means very dark or very light. Well, which one is it? Somebody in Canada says the name Blake means bridge lake and is of English origin. A user from Arizona says it's of Hebrew origin, means absolutely incredible. English origin, somebody from Georgia says, means it's uh, son of the lake. His, his name is uh, all over the board here. Mm-hmm. We've got Mysteriously Incredible, Very Dark or Very Light, Bridge Lake, Son of Lake, Pale or Fair, and Dark Haired. <laughs> uh, somebody says Albanian says it means a poet, um, but yeah, there you go. Discover what your name means day. I don't think these are very accurate, to be perfectly honest with you, but it gives you something goofy to waste your time on at work today mm-hmm. instead of doing work. I'm ready to rock when you are. So let's do this. It's the best of the morning sickness. Good morning. Brought to you by BetUS.com. Use the promo code ROCK and get 125% welcome bonus. The best of the morning sickness. Only on 95.7 The Rock. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Long about a Saturday night. Let's you get in on. the tub. Yeah. You get in the shower. Yeah. You grab the soap, uh-huh. the loofah, whatever it is, the face cloth. What's the first part of your body that you wash? I wash my hair first. You're a hair first. Do you Always. Because the then water. I have to put conditioner in it. So you stand in the water, you get wet, and then the hair gets uh, the, the the hair, the first, shampoo. Always, yes. Shaw? Uh, I think I start with my left arm, now that I think about it. I grab the soap with my right hand, and then I start with the chest, kind of just right around the chest, and then I go down the left arm armpits down towards the uh, junk region and then uh, work my way back up with the left hand to get the right side of my body and if i'm feeling froggy i might might wash my like below my knees after that who knows what happens shaw <laughs> but the chest is usually where i go first uh-huh. with the bar soap you you do a bar soap or do you do a face cloth what do you do you use? bar soap yeah gene you got you must have all sorts of stuff in there you're a girl <laughs> 
I have a body wash. I have a body wash, and then I have a, a different soap a I use on right my face. The, yeah. Oh, Jesus. See, two different soaps, Shaw. <laughs> two I'm different using soaps. the soap on my butt, on my balls. I'm using it everywhere. It's the same soap all over the place. It doesn't matter. I ain't got time for 17 soaps. And shampoo and conditioner. Uh, well, does the, does the first body part you wash in the shower say something about your personality? Let's find out. Okay. Shaw, you said arm. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, arm is not on the list, but armpits are. Well, I go from the arm to the armpit, so All right. that's my second stop. Right. Beep, beep, coming through. <laughs> Look out, Mr. Armpit. Here comes Shaw. <laughs> you make funny noises in the shower? <laughs> uh, armpits. All right. Let's just uh, let's put the arm and the armpit yep. uh, in the same category here. Uh, according to a lifestyle expert, quote-unquote expert, mm-hmm. if the first body part you wash in the shower is your armpits, you're attentive but might come across as naive and lacking confidence. Hmm. Is that you, Shaw? I don't think so. Are you attentive? I'd like to think so. Do you come across as naive or lacking confidence? I hope not. All right. Gene, hair. You said hair. That's on the list? Oh, here we go. Number oh, five. Man. Uh, here I we go. I don't even want to know what it says. <laughs> <laughs> A lifestyle expert, quote-unquote oh, expert. Oh, well, here you go. Okay. If, the, if, the, if your hair, according to this expert, if your hair is the first part of your body yeah. you, you wash when you get in the shower, what does it say about your personality? Probably I need therapy on a vacation, <laughs> I think we all need therapy, all right? Let's be honest. <laughs> what, what does it say? Uh, it says you're a hopeless romantic. Oh. He's usually immersed in your own thoughts. Mm. Also, you have the temperament of an intellectual and an artist. That is not you at all. <laughs> temperament. You have a temper. What does the temperament of an artist mean? I don't know. Are you going to cut your ear off or something? I don't, I don't. <laughs> all I know is that if you get too many too many beers in Jean, she starts doing karate Hand with her hands. Chest. That's me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chest, a chest guy. guy. Yep. I start there and I just sort of stand there in the darkness and hope for the best. Pray, you know, expect the worst. Hope for the best, Shaw. Uh, chest. You're honest and loyal, but also stressed out a lot. Son of a bitch. <laughs> they got me, Sean. Right. They got me. They figured me out. How did this guy do it? Just by how I soap up my body? Right? Oh, man. I'm so stressed. Uh, also on the list, by the way, of uh, body parts that you wash first and how it affects your personality or it could say something about your personality. According, again, to a life t- uh, lifestyle quote-unquote expert, uh, if you start with your face, what kind of psycho starts right. with the face? That's What's last. it say about them? Uh, if it's the first place you wash, you, quote, love money and might struggle to get along with other people. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that if you wash your face first, there's problems. You've got to start. You, nah. The first thing you want to clean up is your face. If you start with your shoulders, you're loyal, reliable, devoted, and tend to, quote, carry the world on your shoulders. Oh, you see how they applied shoulders to shoulders? Right. I'm still trying to figure out what the temperament of an artist is. <laughs> I don't know. Google it. Uh, last on the list, random. If you just what? what? Kind of- <laughs> I got no Today plan. I'm gonna start here. I have no plan for this. I'm Every just getting day in. You start knows? with a different thing. You don't have a routine. <laughs> start with my foot. What kind so- of person gets into the shower without a routine? I trust the face washer before oh, that person. Yeah, I'm going face it's, washer a hundred times out of 100 a hundred before a random person. Who knows? I don't know where the soap's gonna go when <laughs> I get in here. What day is it? I don't know. Am I oh. using soap? What am I doing? I have no plan for today. I might use soap in my hair. Shock. Who knows what's going on? You know, imagine me years you're married. Somebody like, before oh you find out God. if they don't have a routine, what? and then you're like, "Wait a minute, what? You didn't what? Yesterday we you got just in got here. in here and started with your feet today. What is going on? <laughs> I just felt like cleaning my feet first. I don't know. Uh, if you're random, which is again oh. very psychotic, 
If you don't go in a specific order, you're an adventurous person who doesn't like to be bored. Yeah, you're like Kramer. Well, yeah, I don't know about. I don't know if I trust you with my money or a knife. I don't. I, if you're a random shower person, but imagine that, Shaw. You're married to somebody for 20 years. You know, you maybe occasionally you take don't a notice it at them. first, right? and then a, all of a sudden, like maybe you take two days worth of showers with them. And next thing you know, one day they're doing the fir- you know the hair first. Next day they're doing armpit. You're like, you're freaking minute. me out. What are you doing? Oh, that's weird. They don't even know they're weird either. They're just in there doing random stuff with their body. That makes me stressed out just hearing that. Right? I don't. I don't even want to know that there's people out there that do that. <laughs> it's like the people who put the milk in the bowl first. What is wrong with you? What happened to you as a child? That you would get in the shower and not do the same thing every time. How can people not have a routine? They're especially carefree, when they're, Brian. They're just how do you carefree. get in and just say, well, today, I, I guess if you get in and it's like one part is dirtier than the other parts. You know, like maybe let's say you're working in the garden. Oh, like that's a different, that's a special case in. shower, though. Now you're talking a whole different, that's a right, different right, category. Right. That doesn't count as a regular shower that you take every day. Right? That's yes. a whole separate. That's a, that's a different category. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You're listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Brought to you by BetUS.com. One of them can have an entire conversation made up of movie quotes. I paid the fool. The other two usually have no clue what the f*** he just said. You like movies about gladiators. We love to party. I'll be back. Wednesday mornings at 8.15. Win Brian's morning show money. They're always after me, lucky charms. By playing You're Killing Me Shaws. You're killing me, Smalls. I want you to be nice. Until it's time to not be nice. You're killing me, Shaws. Brought to you by GECU, the friendly credit union. 20 bucks of my morning show money up for grabs, Shaw. I'd rather not give it away. I also don't want to donate it to the Rock Foundation, <laughs> like every single other one of my dollars has been going to recently. It'd be nice to keep that money for mm-hmm. myself, Shaw. Right in your pocket. 608 784 is the number. Gene thinks you're going to get it. She has faith in you, Shaw. Well, she like said three yes. weeks in a row. Uh, but, of course, Gene's opinion does not matter. It's all about Color 15. Who's this? This is Laverne. Timmerman. Laverne. All right, Laverne, are you familiar with how this game is played? Yes, I am. All right, Laverne, do you think Shaw's going to know the movie quote or not? No. You're going with no. What are you going to do with my 20 bucks if you win? Donate it back to the Rock Foundation. Oh, very nice of you, Laverne. Well, if you win, we'll put the 20 bucks in the Rock Foundation. If not, it'll be $30 next week, okay? All right, sounds good. They're doing it on purpose now, Shaw. Right, just to get to you. They know it makes me unhappy that they not only win, but then they then they redistribute the wealth. Ugh. Don't keep it for themselves. That's what I would do. All right. Gene says yes. Laverne says no. You ready, Shaw? I guess. Listen closely to this movie quote. I was right. Behold the mermaid. Like to hear that again? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I was right. Behold the mermaid. Very famous actor. Yeah. Sort of a character actor, though. Um, been in a whole bunch of very well-known movies. Many of them we have quoted here on The Morning Sickness before. You want to hear it one more time, Shaw? Why not? I was right! Behold the mermaid! 
What did he say there, Shaw? I was right. Behold the mermaid. And do you uh, know what movie that is from? Well, I have a guess. Okay. Would you like to guess? Uh, I would. All right. Um, I don't know many mer- movies that include mermaids, so I'll go with the one that comes to mind and say Splash. Oh! Look at this guy. On this day in 1987, Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, Eugene Levy, who is the voice you just heard there in the movie Splash. Sprays her with the hose right in front of the restaurant mm-hmm. or theater or whatever the hell that was, and she turns into a mermaid right there on the sidewalk, Shaw. <laughs> that is broken arm and a cast and everything. It was a series of pratfalls for Eugene Levy as he was trying to prove right? that she was a mermaid, and finally he got his man, so to speak. Sorry, Laverne. Shaw knew the movie quote. That means it's $30 next week. $30. Been a while. Laverne. I thought it was going to be a girl. I think it's the same Laverne that's been texting us. It's delivering auto parts. I thought it was a girl. I'm sorry. I don't know too many guys named Laverne. I do. Yeah, it works both ways. Mm-hmm. I know it does. I'm just like saying. I just... It is like Gene. <laughs> it's spelled different, but it's Shaw. It's either way. Doing it our way. I'm sure Laverne has never had anybody sing him the Laverne and Shirley right. song before. No. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Doing it our way. International Women's Day was yesterday, all right, Laverne and Shirley? Congratulations, Shaw. You got it right. Laverne, you got it wrong. That means it's $30 next week of my morning show money up for grabs. With your Killing Me Shaws, brought to you by GECU. Brian, Gene, and Shaw get their best stuff every Saturday morning thanks to BetUS.com. All systems go. The best of the morning sickness. Only on 95.7 The Rock. And NASA has finally said it will consider researching something that has tortured astronauts for decades. Uranus? Sex in space. Oh. The space agency has come under increasing pressure to encourage a 62-mile high club and embrace space sex research. Well, yeah, how are we going to, how are we going to, you know... We need to find out if humans can safely reproduce in outer space. Yeah, I mean, how are we going to populate Mars when right? we finally move there, thanks to Elon Musk, if we can't bang in space, right? Yeah. They say uh, successful reproduction will be vital to ensuring a long-term human presence on celestial bodies like Mars or the moon. Uh, the question is becoming more pressing for NASA because a trip to Mars takes around seven months. They say astronauts or space tourists could realistically conceive and give birth entirely in space. Space but, birth? But with potentially dangerous consequences. You can give birth? In, well, yes. From zero. Well, we don't know yet. Sure, That's yeah. the thing. We don't even know if they can get pregnant. Nobody even knows whether sex is possible in zero gravity due to its impact. Where's the sperm go? Liquid physics. Just and floats. The basic physics. mechanics of the deed. Well, you get some straps. You get some handcuffs. Yeah, yeah you all right. You'll figure, figure it out. out. Don't <laughs> worry. If there's banging to be had, people will figure it no, out. Do that. Don't you worry about mm-hmm. it. People have been banging since Plus, day one. floating around. Maybe that'd be First fun. First thing they did, Shaw, God said, don't you bite that apple. They bit that apple. They did it right away. He said, don't you two ball do that. Gray? And, and he then did, they, did, and they that. did it. People have mm-hmm. been doing it since then. They're doing it, Shaw. If there's a way, mm-hmm. they'll find it. Oh, you're trying to tell me we can't bang in space? Watch <laughs> this. Send some rednecks from Florida up there. They'll figure it out. Put the NASCAR race on. We'll do it, Doc. <laughs> well, we can both well, they're, float- <laughs> they're floating around. You can float around. You can right? be upside down, Shaw. There's a great possibility. There's a great Neil deGrasse Tyson meme about that. I can't, I don't know if I could, I can't say it on the radio. I'm sure what's his nuts is listening up there. No, right. don't. Don't, don't. Don't. Don't you dare. Don't, don't. You know the meme I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. You saw it. Two separate positions, Shaw, are the same exact position if you're in space, because in space there's no linear line. You know what I mean? Mm. You're just out there floating around. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The positions are endless. The nice thing is there's probably no, like, uh, there's no stress on your hips. You know what I mean? Or any of your, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, you're floating around. Oh, let's spin this way. Okay, now you're upside down. Watch this. <laughs> 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 Look what I can do. You know? No? Don't get any of that in the instruments? <laughs> you got to be inside like a bag or something so Probably. all that stuff stays self-contained? And you got to vacuum it out mm-hmm. into space and just through a port or something like that? Mm-hmm. Who knows where it goes? That's the problem. Yeah. I know where it goes. Don't you, Sha? Mm-hmm. He's so uncomfortable. <laughs> this is your wake-up service. You want the best. Do they need the air? Do they need the air? Give them the air. You got it. That's the best part. The best of the morning sickness. Thanks to BetUS.com. Oh, it's the best. Saturdays on 95.7. The Rock. As I was walking down the supermarket aisle, I noticed something strange that took me a little while until I realized there's a seasoning that's never out of style. There must be 50 ways to use ranch dressing. Stick it in your mouth, Ralph. Lick it off your handstand. Put it on your wings, Steve. Save a little for me. Put it on your French fries. You don't need no alibis if you put it on your girlfriend for a midnight treat. <laughs> Happy National Ranch Day, Shaw. Mm-hmm, same it's to you. National Ranch Day, so eat some ranch dressing. Mm-hmm. Our uh, old friend Decker. Apparently does not like ranch at all. The only person I know, I think, who doesn't. I'm not saying that I'm obsessed with it like some people are. But, I mean, I enjoy it. But I'm, uh, you know, I'm definitely not like Decker where he he has some sort of, like, phobia. (laughs) He couldn't be in the same room with it. Yeah, it sort of made him hork a little bit. But uh, National Ranch Day. Did you know that Hidden Valley Ranch is actually a real place? No. A guy named Steve Henson invented ranch dressing in the 50s by mixing buttermilk with different herbs and spices. Mm -hmm. He perfected it while living in a place called Hidden Valley Ranch near Santa Barbara, California. And for the first few years, you could only order it through the mail. Did you know that? Mm -mm. There's a Hidden Valley Ranch party in my mouth. (laughs) Jean is missing out today. This is her jam. The HVR. HVR. The Chicago Tribune ranked the best ranch dressings a while back. And of course... HBR number one. Number one, right. No big surprise there. Uh, but All the se- others are imitators. A separate ranking by a professional taste tester claimed that Ken's ranch dressing is better for dipping things like fries. Hmm. Is it thicker? Is that why it sticks to the know. fry a little bit better? I'm sure. I don't know. There's a Hidden Valley Ranch party in my mouth. Mashed.com claims that Wingstop has the best fast food ranch while McDonald's is last, according hmm. to, again, Mashed.com. A Wingstop employee actually went viral last month after people were shocked to find out there's mayonnaise in ranch dressing. What? They were shocked. Shocked. Shocking. Uh, 8% of Americans put ranch dressing on burgers. 36% think cold pizza dipped in ranch sounds good. It does. Hmm. It is good, by the way. That's one of my go-tos. Never tried that. Uh, 20% have mixed ranch with salsa before. Mm, No. No, thanks. That's odd. Ranch, by the way, best-selling salad dressing in the U.S. since 1992. Everybody loves the ranch. 30 years it's been undefeated. Wow. 
But Hidden Valley says only 30% of the dressing they sell is used in salads now. The other 70, of course, used for dipping right. and for other foods. But it is National Ranch Day. Rhonda on our Facebook page says, I've dipped blueberry frosted mini wheats in ranch dressing. <laughs> That's a new one. Ooh. Hidden Valley Ranch, by the way, has been teasing some sort of big announcement for today. Uh, I haven't seen anything yet. I haven't really looked either. But uh, today, of course, is uh, Ranch Day, National Ranch Day. So celebrate with some ranch dressing. And apparently, uh, Hidden Valley Ranch tweeting out. Uh, let's see. This was uh, on March 8th. So what was that, two days ago? Correct. Uh, saying only two more days until the big reveal. Check back here Thursday the 10th, a.k.a. National Ranch Day, to see what we're cooking up. Hmm. So apparently they've got some sort of... Announcement is coming, huh? Announcement. Yeah, we'll see. National Ranch Day, Shaw. There's a Hidden Valley Ranch party in my mouth. HB, I love your product, man. Get me out of a jam. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you put ranch on? Do you know? Uh, on, pur- on purpose. I mean, obviously, like, there might be an accidental overlap there or whatever. Yeah, I mean, really, the only thing i put it on, I guess, would be wings and salad. Wings, yeah. 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 And carrots. Carrots. Yeah. yeah, ranch dressing, it goes with everything, Shaw. Really, it does. kind of does. Who the hell are you guys? It's the best of the morning sickness. Brought to you by BetUS.com. Only on 95.7 The Rock. Two-thirds of Americans refuse, refuse to do this. What is it, Shaw? Uh, show a vaccination card. Two-thirds of Americans refuse to do this. What is it, Shaw? Hmm. Put ranch on pizza. Oh. Love that ranch. It is National Ranch Day, and I put ranch on my pizza. Uh, but no, that's not correct. Cordell... Texting in a little while ago said, do two-thirds of Americans refuse to pull over and ask for directions when they're lost? (laughs) Not for this case study, Shaw. Uh, Two-thirds of Americans apparently refuse, and this one boggles my mind. You know me quite well, Shaw. Mm -hmm. I like to poop, and I like to talk about poop. It's one of my favorite subjects. I'm an expert when it comes to poop, especially when you have diverticulitis and you eventually have to have part of your colon removed. You got to sort of learn the language, right? You got to become ensconced. In the, uh, in the information there when it comes to the colon and poop and all that stuff. So two-thirds of Americans refuse to poop at work. Really? Like they hold it all day. I consider that a free flush. So you knock one out at home in the morning before you go to work and then you just wait until you get home? <laughs> if you work a traditional nine to five, that's got to be rough. What if you have like, you know, something right. for lunch that turns your stomach or something mm-hmm. like that? You might have some problems. Uh, two-thirds of Americans say they refuse to poop at work. They'd rather Two just thirds, really? Yeah, dude, that's seventy-five. What is that? Sixty? Oh, boy, my math is terrible this morning. Sixty-six percent must be that poop I took earlier. Sixty-six uh, percent uh, say they'd rather just hold it all day until they get home. On average, they hold it for two and a half hours. That sounds uncomfortable, dude. How? No wonder production is down, right? No wonder. Can focus. Can can that be part of the twenty dollars an hour paying people? Target twenty-four bucks <laughs> an hour. Can we say? And you can take as right? many bathroom breaks as you poop. You know, I've always felt that the the biggest issue, Shaw, is that. The employees need a restroom of their own. Like, if you work in a place where you've got to use the same bathroom. The public bathroom? Let's say a bar. Okay. Perfect example, right? I've worked in many bars, Shaw, and a lot of bars, 
don't have an employee restroom and you got to go in there yeah. where those disgusting drunk people do whatever it is mm-hmm. they do in there, the drugs and the sex and the nastiness and they don't flush and there's stuff all over. The, I mean, if you've ever worked in a bar, you know what I'm talking about. It can be really bad in there. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, or a restaurant. People just don't care. They go in there and they just go crazy. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Gas station bathroom. Same thing. Yeah. If you're an employee at one of these places, dude, it can be brutal. You got to go first. You got to go in there. You got to clean you this damn clean thing them, yeah. after these disgusting human beings. And then you got to try and do your own business in there. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Men, by the way, are more likely to hold it than women, which I found interesting. Really? Yeah. That's shocking to me. 74% of men are holders. That's what they're called. Holders. <laughs> hey, Jim, you holding? Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Big time. I got an hour left. Uh, compared to just 65% of women, uh, the top reasons that it stresses us out to poop at work, Shaw, uh, worried someone might hear us. You know me, I don't worry about that. No. Look, dude, it's a natural thing. It's just the same as sneezing or breathing or blinking your eyes. It's going to happen. Uh, and we're also worried that we'll be judged for taking so long. Like somebody's going to be like, hey, man, you've been in there for like 20 minutes. All right. Seriously. Yeah, well. well, look, I was working on one. All right. It just you don't know what I ate last night. I had some beans and some rice. Uh, other work bathroom pet peeves are thin toilet paper. Boy, do we got that oh, in this yeah. dump. Uh, bad smells. Gaps in the stalls. Gaps. Yeah. Didn't Costanza have a problem with that? When he worked for the Yankees, he was talking about the stall doors going all the <laughs> way to the floor. Well, yeah, I mean, having some actual privacy to do whatever it is you do in there might be a little bit more beneficial to to, to getting more people to poop at work. At least there's doors on the stalls. Uh, the, yeah, as opposed to no door. Right. I actually went, I forget the hell where I was. Oh, we went out to dinner the other night and I went into the bathroom, the door, the men's room. The door was unlocked, so I assumed I was going to be the only mm-hmm. one in there. I went in. And there's a guy at the urinal, and then there's a t- sit-down toilet right next to the urinal with no no blocker, no no door, no right. nothing. So it's like a one-person toilet, but meant for two people. It was mm-hmm. super weird. Um, and also, uh, obviously, coworkers trying to talk to you uh, when you're trying to do your business is something yeah, leave that, me alone. that worries us out. Um, yeah, two-thirds of Americans apparently refuse to poop at work. That's bizarre. That's a big number. That's huge. Dude, that's a ton of people. A ton of people. Not me, man. I mean, I, we work with some people who are not only proud, they like to give you a play-by-play of what's going on in there, you know. I could have put that through a screen door at 20 paces, he told me. Somebody said that to you? Yeah. Oh, I bet I know who it is. <laughs> is it who I'm thinking of? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Uh, two-thirds of people are, are refusing to poop at work. They're just saving it for an at-home game. And again, if I'm downtown or whatever, I, I feel lucky because I've got the option of coming here, a bathroom I'm familiar with. But yeah, if you're out and about in public and you're out of place, it can be a little dicey. But I'm not saying no to that thing. I'm not holding it in. That's dangerous. Brian, Gene, and Shaw get their best stuff every Saturday morning thanks to BetUS.com. Good morning. Good morning to you, too. Brian and Shaw. The best of the morning sickness. Surely for flapjacks. Only on 95.7. The Rock. It's Friday. The weekend's here, and you're looking for something to do. Check out three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. Three, of course, is one more than two. See more on the morning sickness page at 957therock.com or on the free 957therock app. It's the weekend. It is, in fact, the weekend, Shaw. It's finally here, and there's a lot going on, and here's just a small sampling of things that are happening in our area. Starting tonight, Charmon Hotel right across the streets. 
I love this event. It was one of the first major events that I attended when I first moved here in 2003. Of course, I didn't go until 04 when it was uh, in April at the brewery. Yeah, yeah. It was still at the brewery. Skis was still open. People were lining up at skis. The line for the Between the Bluffs Beer, Wine, and Cheese Fest, which was just Beer, Wine, and Cheese down at the brewery uh, many years ago. Shaw was uh, all the way down the block, around the building. And, uh, of course, it has since moved down to the Fest grounds, and it took a break, obviously, for COVID. But it's back! And it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And tonight is your first chance to get tickets for the ah. Between the Bluffs Beer, Wine, and Cheese Fest. That thing it's, sells out every year, right? Yeah, it does, pretty much. And uh, this uh, event tonight at the Charmont starts, I believe, at 6 o'clock. There will be a line. Expect a line of people. Uh, you can get 5 bucks off your tickets, I, I believe, as well. A chance to win VIP tickets, which is the way to go, unless you want to be one of the unwashed masses. And our buddy Andy Hughes is going to be playing some tunes yeah. over there at the Charmont for nice. this Between the Bluffs Beer, Wine, and Cheese Fest ticket kickoff party. Tonight from 6 until 8 at the Charmont Hotel. I drank beer with my friends. <laughs> I liked beer. I still like beer. Yeah, of course you liked beer, you well, big yeah. dingus. Tomorrow, Shaw, there's only one thing happening, and that, of course, is St. Patty's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a week early, in my opinion. Yeah. I would prefer to do it next weekend, but, hey, I don't make the rules around here. Uh, the, Of course, uh, parade is at yep, noon yep. in downtown La Crosse, and after that, you can join us at Brothers. Check-in starts at 2 o'clock. I believe the bar opens at 1, and there, of course, is mm-hmm. March basketball on. Uh, the, all the TVs there, Brothers. Yep. Guinness will be flowing. And, of course, uh, registration and check-in starts at 2. The run is right around 4. And then, as you mentioned, it's over at 401. All the proceeds benefit the Hunger Task Force, as they have for the last 16 years. This is number 17. We didn't take a year off shot. Well, we did, sort of. But kind of. last year, even through COVID, we were able to do it uh, down at the uh, uh, Riverside Park mm-hmm. with the county's uh, help. And uh, that was great. But this year, we're back on Pearl Street. And we've got a pace car coming from Sleepy Hollow Auto. Nice. Our friends, what? What are you giggling I about? I just, there? that makes me giggle so much. That there's a car, Sean. It sets the pace, pace for the race. You understand what? Right? You, you well, it's very important. Set, very yes, important. Yeah. it's critical. Pom- critical. A lot of pomp and circumstance. Sanctioned Shaw. race and everything. What I, what I love is that there's people that, that show up and watch the race. You know what I mean? That like, for, <laughs> that like every time I watch the videos of the highlights from the from the years past, Shaw, there's people like gathered around the bike gates watching right. their, watching their friends and run. family <laughs> and cheering them on. You know what I mean? I think that's great. But, uh, uh, we, of course, have the official pace car. Big thanks to Paul's Heating and Air Conditioning, of course, Guinness Beer and Brothers Bar. And uh, also thanks to Schneider Accounting and Tax, Kinsey's Game Day Pub and First Business Solutions. But you can still register on the website or the app today and tomorrow until noon. And then you can also we'll register at Brothers starting mm-hmm. at 2 o'clock. And then on Sunday, Shaw, hashtag Sunday Funday. Sunday Funday. Well, you know what time of year it is, right? It's well, it's spring. almost it's spring. It's spring ahead. It's, March chick, Madness? it's chicken cue time. Ah. This is the time of it's year when all the, time. all the fundraising chicken cues start to happen. I saw the Trebolo FD was doing one last weekend. I believe next weekend is going to be the Shelby one, which has been around forever. This weekend, though, it is the best ever chicken at the tippy toe in for the uh, American Cancer Society Soul Burner of Chaseburg. Uh, fundraiser, and that's on Sunday. Starts at 11, goes till it's gone. Again, at the tippy toe in. It's the best chicken ever. And if you're hungry and maybe a little hungover from all that Guinness on Saturday, this would be a great place to go right. on Sunday, fun day to have some chicken queue and benefit the American Cancer Society Soul Burner of Chaseburg. They're also going to have homemade pastries and baked goods for sale. Homemade pastries. I know, right? All are oh welcome. My- but there you go. Three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. You can see my list on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. And if you want uh, to see your event or hear us talking about it, post it for free at aroundrivercity.com.
That's where you can find all sorts of other events. There's so many uh, musicians playing in this area this weekend, Shaw. There's all sorts of stuff going on, mm-hmm. and you can find many of those events online at aroundrivercity.com. And if you've got an event coming up, you can post it for free there as well. Missed it? Download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957therock app.